Good evening, Vancouver. Welcome back to Canucks After Dark, May 15th, on a lovely, hot, first basically week of summer here. As always, joined by my co-host, Canuck Clay. How are you doing today, Clay? Parker, I am great. Thank you. I'm excited that we're finally back on a Monday night at 10 p.m. Isn't this like the first normal show we've done in about three or four weeks? Yes, and it should be at least the case for the next three, guys. We're we're back. Uh, <laughs> no, it is. Uh, it's good to be back in our normal time slot. Um, you know, it'll be be nice to have the the regular turnout. Uh, of course, the eleven o'clock. It's too late for some people. It's too late for me. Um, but uh, you know, it's it's good to be back. How has your how has your week been? Everything's been good. Thank you. I, I got to um, escape to Seattle. Mm-hmm. For my first, I know you've been there before, my first visit to Climate Pledge, I, I watched a team that is no longer playing in the playoffs, but that's okay. And uh, that was good. Some good family time over the weekend, still in between courses. So pretty relaxed. Uh, things are going well. And I'm um, getting ready to go on a trip, actually, taking our two, two of our three kids to the bowling national championships Ooh. in the hotbed of Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. So we wow. will, um, I can make Monday night work. It just might be a little bit late for my side, but we'll figure it out. Sounds good. They couldn't make, <laughs> couldn't do it in Toronto. No, they, couldn't, they couldn't get you the big city. Nope. Spend a few more hundred bucks to fly an hour 15 <laughs> further North. Right. How about you? How are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I also yeah. escaped to Seattle in the past week. Uh, mm. I went and did some golfing, did some stadium golfing at uh, Lumen Field, which is very interesting. Awesome. Um, and it was. And I looked, and and we we teed off at five o'clock there. And it, I was. I thought that Kraken game on Saturday night was going to be at seven, but it was at four. Um, yeah. So I wasn't able. I was. I was ma- thinking maybe we could sneak in the uh, the Kraken game that evening because um, it's a beautiful arena. I mean it. I mean, you texted me. It puts Rogers Arena to shame, and you're not wrong. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is an absolutely fantastic stadium. It is. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's 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 new, and it's the thing is, we know it's gonna be high tech. We know it's gonna be new yeah. because it's brand new. But I couldn't get over. It. And Parker, you you told me you warned me is not the right word because you you're affirming it. It's so spacious. It's so mm-hmm. you never feel crowded. You know, Rogers Arena, whether you're upper or lower concourse, you always feel crammed. You yeah. Know, it's not like that at all. In fact, you could, I don't know why you do this, but you could hold hands with your, whoever you're at the game and, and kind of walk around like this and you'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they're because con- they only have the one concourse and they sort of have like the secret lower level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just a super wide concourse that you can, <laughs> you can get anywhere. It's fantastic. Uh, very, very excellent. Uh, very impressive. Excellent stadium. Um, we've got a good show, I hope, tonight. Um, not a lot of Canucks news, but there has, you know, the, the sort of cap has come out for next year, as in, um, I think it was Puckpedia that has uh, moved uh, on to the next season for their cap numbers, and the Canucks are already a million and a half dollars over the cap. Uh, awesome. Based on their current contracts with only six defensemen, one goaltender, uh, if you don't include Spencer Martin, and, and like 12 fours. Like they, they have no cap space. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, we have round two to recap, as round two has now come to an end. Round three to maybe do a couple of predictions on, uh, which I have not prepped. Uh, so I am going to be... Uh, Parker, just, you could you could not you don't even know who's playing and you're still going to beat me. I am I know I'm five and seven over the first twelve rounds. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, well, I I don't know what what my predictions went uh, this last oh. one, but it looks like I got one series right. So it me too. Look great me too. Me. Okay. No. Well. Yeah. Uh, Pathetic. Yeah. It's uh, it wasn't great. Um, so where do we want to do? We want to get started? Should we just dive into? 
uh, whatever topics start, we want. Yeah, well, we, should, you know, I always say this because we are Canucks after dark. We should probably start with the Canucks stuff and then move into the, the playoffs. What do you think? Yeah, I think it's a decent idea. Okay. So I guess what happened since last time? No, we did our show Monday night, so that was at, that was post draft lottery, correct? Correct. Yes, we know okay. that the Canucks. We already have discussed the Canucks not getting the first pick or the second pick, and Chicago getting yeah. it, which of course is not ideal. Right. Um, but yes, we uh, we've already covered that. And we talked about the $50,000 fine already. I remember that. Yes. And then I think, I don't know why, I put that minus $50,000 in the thumbnail. I think it worked. Because uh, we went from what? the previous week being our worst performing show, I think, ever. Like oh, 350 total views. Last week's got 1,200 total views. So it, it, we had a little bounce back. I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Uh, I don't know the secret. I think it's the number in red in the thumbnail. So I did it twice this week. So I we'll saw that. that Double. We're doubling down. Um, so hopefully that uh, that works out. But um, yeah. I mean, obviously the biggest Canucks topic of the week is John Garrett Day. Yes. Was uh, was May 10th, last Wednesday. Uh, yes. Is- yeah, I think I saw, did Dan Murphy, like a couple of sports guys yeah, went with them? There, yeah. 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 And then uh, Ken Sims, the, the mayor, and then a bunch of people that I don't know because I live in Richmond. Although I work in Vancouver, but pretty cool. So May 10 is now going to be John Garrett Day. Yep, absolutely. In city of Vancouver, not like yes. not like worldwide. <laughs> we'll celebrate it though. Um, but no, I think the the real topic that we had Canucks related uh, is going to be just talking about cap space and yeah. what do the Canucks have to do, and that's going to be the big topic for most teams nowadays, right? We're down to four. Yeah. Um, so you saw it with the Leafs, especially today, right? The Leafs have their big. You know, what's Kyle Dubas going to do? Are they going to replace him? Are they going to trade Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, these guys who didn't perform in the playoffs while you have a guy Mm. like Willie Nylander coming out and being their best player at five on five, making quite a bit less. Um, You know, the the Canucks are are in a pretty tough spot as well. If you were to pull up their cap friendly page, right, they're going to be um, well over the cap as it currently stands. And they're going to need to make some adjustments uh, to get below that. Uh, the obvious ones are going to be wingers, right? Wingers don't mm-hmm. have a lot of value right now around the NHL because the cap is is so stunted. Um, but the Canucks are, you know, you look at look at the Canucks list here. You have JT yeah. Miller who plays the wing better than center a lot of the time. <laughs> uh, you have Brock Besser making six point six five for two more years. You have Connor Garland making four point nine five for three more years. You have Anthony Bavillier making four point five for the next year. Yolanda Kuzmenko making 5.5, although he is, seems to be well worth that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you have guys like Kravtsov, who's an RFA, but he's not going to get much of a raise. Uh, so the wingers are an obvious one. And then, of course, the defense as well, right? Oliver ekman Larson for four more years at 7.26. Tyler Myers for one more year at 6. Um, and, of course, that Philip Ronick uh, contract at 4.4 adds on to that uh, a little bit as well. Um, so wow. the big rumors, effectively, to sort of kick off this topic, floating around in the past week, you know, it's been Brock Besser for the past couple of years, but this week it really centered around Connor Garland. Wow. Yeah. What's crazy, and and you did a very good uh, video this week, Parker. I watched it when you when you you actually spent some time talking about Connor Garland, and you referenced the fact that. Um, People like you and me both, we were excited when Connor Garland got moved here. We looked at him, as you called it, he was basically the centerpiece. We were more excited about him than OEL. Yeah. And, of course, we were excited about losing $12 million. We weren't excited about losing a ninth overall draft pick, but that's that's 
that's past. <laughs> but yeah, and, and you pulled out some really good stats. I think some of the, the most fascinating ones you pulled out is his five on five time because he doesn't, stats, he doesn't get any power play time. He's not on the first unit for sure. Yeah. And he barely gets on the second unit. So he's piling up all these points at even strength. Yeah, right. You look at the last two seasons, effectively, uh, about 100 points total. I think 98 points over the past two seasons. So an average yeah. of about 50 points a season, um, which is more at five on five than JT Miller. Wow. Right. Like that was that was sort of my big my big statement of the video was, hey, look, Connor Garland, the eye test isn't fantastic, but yeah. at, uh, you know, at five on five, which is where he gets all of his ice time because he doesn't play uh on the power play he's quite effective he's putting up he was like fifth on the canucks i think i might be getting it wrong you can go watch the video if you want the actual stats um <laughs> but he was like fifth or sixth on the canucks in five on five points per 60 and two or three of those players were players who played like four games like atu ratu has played four yeah. games and he has a higher points per 60 right that's not going to be sustainable uh and there was someone yeah. else as well right so that's you know he like genuinely at five on five He's going to yeah. be effective, and especially when you're hearing that the Canucks would have to add a piece just to shed that contract. And it makes sense, right? Teams aren't going to be doing the Canucks any favors. They know the Canucks are over the cap. They know they're going to have to pay to get below it. Um, yeah. But, you know, if a team can pick up a guy like Connor Garland for essentially free, it's going to be highway robbery because they're going to, you know, you see a team that's going to be lower in the standings, right? A team that can have that, that can take on that extra cap space effectively. Sure. Sure. Um, they're going to put a guy like Connor Garland on power play one, right? Yep. A team that's not in the playoffs probably d uh, could use another player to go dig the puck off the wall like Connor Garland and create some space. And he's going to put he's going to put up like seventy points, right? He's going to put mm -hmm. up his forty five at five on five, and he'll add another fifteen twenty on the on the power play, and it's going to look terrible for the Canucks once again. Uh, which is why <laughs> which is why I made that video. You know, I, I don't I haven't loved Connor Garland in his time here. I just think they. Like it's such a big mistake to to basically give up at his lowest point. Now Connor Garland, he played. Uh, Rick Tockett coached, uh, right? He coached him in in Arizona for yeah. sure. So let's presume that he likes Garland, and let's presume that Boudreaux maybe didn't like him, or I wouldn't say didn't like him. He didn't value him as high as other guys. Uh, if Gar, <laughs> it's tricky because Garland seems to check the boxes at least from an effort and and grittiness for his size standpoint but how much does he move the needle he yeah he, he you kind of don't notice him because he sometimes gets rubbed out on the board sometimes uh, we talked about it, he kind of skates with some frenetic energy but doesn't always do make a difference but quietly and I, that's why i really liked your video he's been just solidly contributing uh, without having the minutes and the, the power play time as the other guy so He's honestly, I would if I had to pick between. I know, I know we can throw Bivoli in there in a second. Some people in the chatter are said it would about Bull, but I know if we're talking about Besser or Garland, I like Besser as a player more. I also understand Besser makes one point seven million dollars more, but he also got one year less. So I don't know. I don't know which way we want to go. Yeah, if I had to trade one, like, yeah, and let's. Let's assume at this point you are getting nothing in return. It is just a sure. pure cap dump for future considerations, right? Yeah. Because I, I yep. don't think they're going to get much more than that for either of them. Mm -hmm. I don't like giving up on either of them. However, I understand that you might have to. I'd lean. I mean, can you get rid of Anthony Bavillier for nothing? Right. That would be what I would lean more towards if possible. Over the other two. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. um, yeah. 
I don't know why, and I it might be Stockholm syndrome on Brock Besser, um, but it it just feels like he it's gotta work. It's gonna work. Like he's gotta he's gonna have that. I'm with you. you. Know, I'm with he's you. He's gonna he's gonna take that step at some point because he's shown that promise that I don't want to just get rid of him for nothing. But you look at Connor Garland, right? That, that Rick Tockett 2020-2021 season, the shortened season for Arizona, you know, they won 24 games out of the, the 56 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, Connor Garland was third on that team in points. He played seven fewer games than Jacob Chikrin, who had two more points than him. He played seven fewer games than Phil Kessel, who had four more points than him. Points per game-wise, Connor Garland led that team ahead of Clayton Keller, ahead of Nick Schmaltz, ahead of uh, Christian Dvorak, and ahead of Phil Kessel. He's got it in him. He's 24 years old, right? Yep. Like, I, he hasn't shown it here because he hasn't had the power play time. I think yep. that would make a huge difference for a guy like him. And I think having Rick Tockett as a coach might help as well. Um, yes. I just think it's the worst time to sell a player like Connor Garland because you're getting absolutely nothing back. But also, there's a necessity factor. They have to get rid of some money. And they're going to get pennies on the dollar for the player that they trade because teams know that. Yes. So who do you pull the plug on, right? Is it Connor Garland, who just a couple of years ago, you basically gave up the ninth overall pick to get, right? Is it Brock Besser? who you've developed into this player who started out so strong and has sort of faltered, but you kind of get the feeling that now, like if there's ever going to be a time that it works, maybe it's now um, because you're not going to be able to shed that Oliver Ekman Larson money. And you could maybe pull off a Tyler Myers move at that $6 million, but then you're going to have to replace him uh, well, much more difficultly right. than a, a winger. And great segue. Before I we acknowledge Carol's generous donation, also Fangirl uses her monthly membership message to shout out that she's been a member for 10, 10 months. So thank you, Fangirl. And Carol, and Carol, we love you. We know you're using talk to text, so we're going to figure this thing out. Hi, Parker. Hi, Clay. My question is, if we get rid of OEL, Garland, Meyer, Myers, and what's Noel? Noel. Will that be enough money for us to get some things happening? I think it, I think it, I think an oel i think that's oel at the end i don't know who oreo oh, that might be connor garland myers and oel um, okay will that be enough money for us to get some things happening absolutely yes um, yes yeah but the th that's the problem right getting rid of oel is going to be next to impossible uh, that that contract's not going to work you have to hope for a miracle of of medicine for 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 oel's legs to start working again yeah. and for him to get back to the player he was um Garland, yeah. I, I, I genuinely think that Garland has to have some value to some team. We've heard Chicago, and I think Kai mentioned it in the chat earlier, that, mm. like, you know, a guy, like, get Connor Garland for essentially nothing to put on Connor Bedard's wing. <laughs> that's probably, like, that's fantastic for a team to take a big step uh, right away, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tyler Myers, even, right? I don't think he has positive value, but one year at $6 million for a defenseman who can eat up. 21 minutes a night and take way too many penalties, you know, a, a team might take a flyer on that for essentially nothing. Um, but yeah, OEL, you're not going to get anything for it. And I feel like, you know, if you can get rid of Myers, that's great, but you're going to need another defenseman to replace him. If you think that's Ethan bear, maybe, yeah. but you're going to have to give him a bit of a raise. You know, he only made right. 1.8 million last year and I think he deserves more and he knows it. Um, you're probably not going to do that with Kyle Burroughs. 
Um, Travis Dermott's an RFA. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I don't think we're going to be seeing much of Tucker Pullman. Uh, I, yeah. I, you know, and and you know, who do you have in the minors? Right? Are you going to have Christian Wallinen coming up? Jet Wu. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you're going to see Jet Wu a ton this year. I think you might see Christian Wallinen a little bit, but yeah. It, it gets pretty bleak pretty quickly. Sure. Thank you, Carol, for the donation. Thank you. Parker, Absolutely. For, thank you. Yeah. yeah it, no, the thing is, I agree with everything you said, but I, I'll call me crazy. I would be fine with a right side of Ronick Bear with a new contract and Jet Wu and some sheltered minutes. I really would because that means you're getting rid of Myers and $6 million. But you know what's crazy, Parker? You may have seen, noticed this already. We have either guys that make $4 million or more or $1 million or less. We have no one. No one under under contract. Bear will probably be the only one. We have no one under contract who makes between one million and four million dollars a year. And guess what? Yeah. Those are the guys that you can make hockey trades for. Four million and up. Usually you're throwing in a sweetener because that's expensive. One million or below, you're not getting much because that guy's only a one million dollar player. It's crazy to me that we don't have anyone that makes between one and four million bucks. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, it really is, right? Yeah, you, you look at the forwards that jump from nine fifty to four million. I mean, your exceptions, of course, are the ones on IR. Right? Yes, yes. Tanner Pearson, yes. Tucker Pullman. Um, yeah, those are the uh, yeah, right, right. right. Now let me let them. me throw let me throw a new right side at you. Yep. Same same top two. Okay. And then let's throw in Troy Stetcher as that third pair defenseman. He's a what do you make agent. last year? Yeah, what do you uh, make 1. last year? One two five, I think. That's essentially it? nothing. Yeah, he made one two five. Uh, he was a minus uh, minus three on the Coyotes in sixty one games. That sounds pretty good to me. Um, and I just yeah, I just like Troy Stetcher. I don't know if he'd be you know much much better. Uh, is Christian Wallinen a lefty? Yeah, he's a lefty. He is. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean maybe yeah maybe you're doing something like you know having like a, a Stetcher, Woo, Juleson sort of like, or I mean, or you could do a guy like Philip Johansson, right? Maybe he yeah. takes a step in this off season. I mean, he's only 23. Yeah, former that's true. first round pick. I think a guy like that, you know, we always talk about training camp and the bodies that, um, you know, if you get, if you get five guys competing for that number three spot, you only need one to excel, right? Like Kyle Burroughs did last year. Right. And then you basically get yeah. a, a super cheap third pair guy if they could do that with, you know, you throw Juleson and Wu and um, uh, and Johansson, for example, you throw them all into that competition for the number three spot. Yep. There's a real chance none of them pull it off, but maybe one of them does, or maybe you go out and and add a you know a, a cheap third pairing guy like a Troy Stetcher or someone along yep. those lines that you can uh, that you can throw into that uh, throw into that mix. So can you envision um, a top four of Hughes, Oyel, Hronik, Bear? I'm no fine Myers. with no it. Myers. Yeah. Oyel needs to take a jump, though. Yeah. Oyel cannot be the same player he was last year because right. it's just not going to work. Nor um, can he be our third, third-pairing guy at 7.3, though. No, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ethan Bear, I, I really like. I-, I like him a lot as a third-pair guy. I think he can step into that second pair. I mean, really, we are we are talking about scraps here, though, right? Yes. We're talking. We are trying to piece together a twenty second best in the NHL decor, <laughs> just to get away with it, so that way the goaltending and forwards can can give the Canucks enough of a push to at least right. you know hopefully make the playoffs. Um, but oh. you know, it's 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 tough sledding, right? Um, yeah. 
yeah, it's it's gonna be okay. This, actually, this is good. Here's one question then. Let's okay. let's say it is Houston OEL one and two on the left. If you had to handicap it now, right now, between Wolanin, Hirose, and uh, Rathbone, only those three guys, only those three guys on the left. Yep. Uh, it's Wolanin. Yep. Uh, Wolanin Wolanin looks really good, and in my two Abbotsford Canucks games, I went to. That's right. You uh, did go. Yep. Wolanin Wolanin was the standout for sure. Okay. Uh, he is a he's a he's a really good defenseman at, at that level. I, I think he's the perfect like number seven, yeah. um, that can that can step in an injury and play like yeah. eighteen minutes and not look too out of place. Did Rossi um, play Abbotsford Canucks playoffs games? Or I don't could think he? So. Was he allowed to? No, because I think they're only able to send four guys down. Oh, um, and I don't think he was sent down. Uh, no, he yeah. only played the seven NHL games this year. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. No, I, I, well, yeah. Well, Lannon, he was by far the best player, in the, at least stats-wise, in the AHL. Yeah. Okay, so bottom line is our defense still sucks. Is basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to be good, right? And, and you're going to have to shed. You have to shed salary and hope that you end up good enough with the with the players you have. Right. And it it really seems like a stretch, right? You know, a a, a quick fix. If there was a defenseman in the draft available that could step in, but it really doesn't seem like there is. People yes. aren't really too high on those top two D really in yes. the draft. That's what I've been hearing. That's crazy. Yeah. So they get overpicked, the right? Because the Canucks have that need, yeah. right? But yeah. it, it might not be the way to go, apparently. Um, we'll see, of course, as we get closer. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, I think you're just going to have to bring in a bunch of cheap bodies to compete. Um, like they did two years ago and really like they did this last year. Yes. That's a really good point though. I, I think we should touch on that for a couple of minutes because I know last week, because we were so fresh on 11th overall pick. Okay. There's Reinbacher and, and Palika or Pelican, whatever he says. And, and then, yeah. yeah, but then you're right. Every, every, not just one, every draft guru experts, prospect experts. I heard they're saying those two guys are going to get overpicked because they're a rarity, a right shot defenseman, but really they might, neither of them might be even top 10, top 12, top 15 guys. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's, basically they're the best two defensemen in the draft, but they're not the best. They're not top 10 players. Yes. Essentially. Yes. Um, yeah. And it's a, it's a notoriously deep draft, right? Like yeah. people talking about, you know, the first 20 spots could be really good players. Um, it's a pick they can't afford to miss really. Um, you know, there's, there's the thought of like, if by some craziness, Mitchkov falls down due to the whole Russia factor and, and being stuck over there. Right. Do you take that shot? You know, then uh, I do, of course. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like do, do other teams, do the Canucks really feel this need for defensemen and, and go a little bit off the board to do that? Yeah. That scares me. But also like wingers have such low value that like, is it even worth taking a winger at this point? Right. Cause you can go get them for free essentially. Um, right. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at like, you know, an Andrew Kristall or, uh, or an Edward sale, like it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's, yep. uh, you know, wingers, wingers don't do much for me unless they are elite. Because yes. um, you can pick them up for for pretty cheap, but that might change. You know, two years from now, when we're out of this flat cap era and the caps, you know, eighty seven million dollars, let's say, maybe wingers start to have value again because uh, that mm. cap will be on that steadily increasing level. Um, but we'll see if that's the case. Wow. So, what would you rank? <laughs> what would you rank your prospect knowledge out of ten before last Monday, the draft lottery, and now one week later? 
Oh, I think has I it went got- from a, a two to a three. I, I really haven't <laughs> focused much on it. Yeah, uh, we we still got well, we still got 43, 44 days until the draft. Yeah, I will wait till about four days before the draft, yeah. and then I'll start focusing on it. Um, well, if look, you went if, from if the Canucks were if the Canucks were yeah. top five, I'd be I'd be all, all in. over like, who's the top eight, and let's yeah. and let's sort that out from there. But yes. when you get to eleven, right, you're talking about the top twenty guys essentially that could be the pick, because yeah. um, everyone's going to have a different board. Uh, oh, actually, I'm really glad you brought that up about top twenty. Because, and by the way, Carol, we, it doesn't show up on our, our stream yard, but thank you. We acknowledge that you use uh, you're giving your nine month member shout out. So thank you very much, Carol. Okay, so here's a theory I heard on one of the podcasts I was listening to. Um, you trade down from eleven to like whatever 15 to 20 okay in return so you trade away 11 but you get back 15 to 20 and a second rounder and then you use that second rounder to use as a sweetener because we don't have a second rounder right now like do you have time for that kind of thinking um i don't know if a second rounder does anything for you but that's a sweetener. yeah in this draft maybe i mean maybe you didn't have to use it on philipronic yeah uh (laughs) yeah um I mean, they do have two thirds, three fourths, right? Although those yeah. obviously don't move the needle nearly as much as a second. I don't have like the draft value chart in front of me, <laughs> um, but I, I feel like two thirds is worth about a second, probably. Right. Um, you know, the Canucks third is going to be decently high, right? It's probably going to be around pick 70, 74 ish. Yeah. Um, right. So maybe you can make move of that. That Toronto third round pick isn't going to be super high either. I don't think. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, right. That should be, it should be, actually, it'll be 89. So it's going to be pretty deep. Yeah. Um, but that was yeah. the pick they got for Luke Shen. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So maybe they can make something happen, right? Sweeteners. I don't, I just, you look at these players and it's like, you shouldn't have to sweeten. You shouldn't have to sweeten a Connor Garland, right? Yeah, I agree. Maybe, I, I get it for Brock Besser. But yeah, like a Connor Garland, even Anthony Bavillier, I don't think, you know, you start to look back and you think, was Anthony Bavillier a sweetener? from the Islander, like for the Canucks, like the Islanders said, oh, we're not doing this trade unless you also take Bavillier, right? Maybe that was the case. Oh, um, I never thought about that. Or maybe the trade was bow for bow and Ratu was the sweet. No, no, I'm just messing with you. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bavillier had, you know, 40 points in yeah. 82 games. Yeah. Uh, nothing terrible, but nothing world-breaking. Uh, but again, not getting much power play time, right? Sure. Um, but, sure. you know, $4.15 million dollars. Um, maybe you trade that, hold a bit of salary, although that's probably worst case. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I hate, I hate trading picks away for a team that's so f- not there, right? They're not, yes. you know, trading picks to sneak into the playoffs seems wacky to me. And <laughs> the problem is you now have Florida on this miracle run where people are going to be yeah. like, oh, you just got to get in and you never know. It's like, yeah, but I mean, Florida won the President's Trophy last yeah, ex- year, right? Yeah, like, so yes, they, they're not yes. a terrible team. And they picked up, they added Matthew Kachuk. Yeah. Um, and like, sure, they barely got in the playoffs because Pittsburgh, you know, fumbled the bag at the very end of the season. Um, but I mean, they're they're a really good team and they have a goaltender who's a world beater, apparently, yeah. um, Bobrovsky. Yeah. Um, but it, it gives me fear. Uh, you know, you look at, okay, well, you have Florida making it. You have Seattle, or almost Seattle, but you have Dallas making it and they weren't, you know, supposed to be this fantastic team. Um, you know, there, there's a, a threat that they're going to be like, Oh, you just got to give, you just got to make it in and you never know. It's like, sure. That's the case, but it's not the case very often. Right. right. You want to give yourself the best shot possible, not 
you know, we're not going to get the, we don't want the third spot in the Pacific for the next five years, right? That's not yeah. going to be a team that, that wins it all. Sure. I have one more Canucks related thing that we forgot to mention, but I think we could chat about it for a few minutes. Sure. Did you see their new commercial? I did hear about it. <laughs> I saw the commotion boat and I decided not to watch it for my sanity. It's not as, okay, maybe this is so predictable that I'm gonna, I'm not towing no company line. It's not that bad. Like, it's not great, but uh, I, I know and I get why people are having fun with it when, you, when you're highlighting words such as habits, structure, and standard, not playoffs, win, or, or kill the other team. It's, it's more of these. But they're, they're really basing it on Rick Tockett's personality, just like they built something around Boudreaux. They built something around Tortorella. So they, and, and it, it is kind of funny, though. Some of the criticism is warranted. Instead of seeing some amazing plays by PD and Hughes and Demko, you're seeing, like, practice footage and stuff like that. So uh, I don't know. And there's yeah. even one line, JT Miller saying, it's not all about wins and losses. Uh, some would say it is. So I can see why people take issue with some of the commercial, but it's a commercial. Like, Yeah, it is It is kind of weird. I mean, like, you think of, like, what? what's the most exciting? What's the What makes you want to go to a Canucks game? Yeah. Is it the structure? Is it the <laughs> is it the you know is it the shot blocks? Is it right. finishing the check? No, it's Quinn Hughes. It's Elias Patterson. It's it's Thatcher Demko, right? Yeah. Highlight them. Highlight you. You have yes. Quinn Hughes. You got Norris votes this year. You have Elias Patterson, who's a genuine Selkie candidate in the future, right? Yeah. And you have Demko, who you know started off the season pretty rough, got hurt, and then came back and and was very good. Highlight them. Yep. Right, that's. I, I feel like it's. I don't know if you're gonna make a commercial trying to sell tickets, just remake like the Don Cherry Rock'em Sock'em DVDs, right? Of just your team, right? Where it's just, you know, it, it's just straight up. You know, we're gonna show a few hits. We're gonna show some sweet goals, some sweet saves, some good moves. <laughs> it's it's so easy. You don't have to. You don't have to show practice footage. You don't have to show. You know. Nolan Bumgarner blowing the whistle, right? Like it's it's you know just just put put together, you know, make it exciting. Um, yeah, you know, it's obviously you know marketing department they have their focus groups and they'll figure it out. Yeah. But um, I don't know, it doesn't sound too inspiring to me. You're right. I'll, yeah, you make a good point though. Honestly, a minute of highlights—that's what people people go to YouTube to see highlights. They don't go yeah. to see yeah, like a, a coach talking. Like, yeah. So as much as I like talking, as much as I really think he will succeed here, I really do. I I do think, and I and I if I know, I think I know who made the the commercial. If if it's who I and he's really good. Like if it's the same guy who does all the Canucks videos, he's great. But yeah. maybe this one missed the mark a little bit. Yeah, yeah. and those like Canucks behind the scenes videos are, are do so much more for me than a commercial will. Right? Yeah, like yeah. that's that's the interesting stuff to me. Um, you know, show like a mic'd up, like like put some mic'd up clips in there where people yeah. are getting fired up at a goal. Like, you know, there's a, there's a lot of ways you could go with it. I love it. As, I love it. You know, you, you, it, yeah. it may, I mean, maybe that's their plan though. Maybe they want to appeal to the the older crowd that has more money that's that wants to see you know structure and good hits and uh, <laughs> and you know let's play the right way, the Canadian yeah. way, right? Um, but who knows? What would our three buzzwords be for Canucks after dark? Late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, inconsistent. Uh, <laughs> uh, technical problems. And late. There you go. And late, That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That was funny. Uh, by the way, JT Miller uh, shot a 78 in his qualifier. You think you could beat him? 
No, that's <laughs> at, like open qualifier conditions. Yeah, that's impressive. That, is it he shot par on the front? I mean, yeah, like, that's like that would be like shooting like that. You you put him in. I don't know. You, you take him to Green Acres and he's <laughs> he's shooting like a sixty eight probably right. Like that's okay. a, that's a big difference um, playing on on tour conditions. Right. Right. Yeah, and I think I read he golfed with his dad. Is that right? I think his dad was his caddy. His caddy? Okay, that's pretty cool. That, yeah. That's pretty memorable. That's, that yeah. is pretty cool. Kind of like how I carry Jacob's bowling balls around uh, um, Northern Ontario next week. Very much Maybe, the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, anything else Canucks related that we want to discuss? I just love that we have our three buzzwords now. Late, inconsistent, and technical problems. <laughs> it is on brand. Um, all right, let's dive into some playoffs, shall we? Yeah. Uh, cause we have conference finals coming up. Okay. Um, so let's, let's touch base on, uh, round two, right? Sure. We have, um, we, neither of us did great, right? Let's start with the East. Let's start with Florida, Toronto. Uh, um, I had Toronto. Yeah. You picked Toronto in six. I also picked Toronto in six. It was Florida in five. (laughs) Um, I mean, this series, Florida just took over. I mean, look, I think Toronto was the better team game one, game two. Yeah. Um, Sergey Bobrovsky just went to peak Sergey Bobrovsky form, and there's nothing the the Leafs could do about it. Um, They got goalied, uh, and I I really like the makeup of their team. I I like Kyle Dubas. I'm indifferent to Sheldon Keefe. But there's, of course, going to be all this talk of, you know, well, you've got Matthews making 11 and a half. You've got Marner making 11. You've got all these guys. I think Steve Dangle called them like jersey num like crazy jersey number contract values, right? Like <laughs> $70 million, like yeah. values of contracts that you wouldn't see on jerseys effectively. Yeah. And I think it's yeah. fair, right? But. I mean, you can we if you sit down and you don't know the history and you look at how the Maple Leafs are assembled, you think, "Wow, that's that's going to be a really good team." And they are a really good team. They just don't have that playoff magic. Um, but Florida do, do you blow it, does. Yeah. Do you blow it up if you're Toronto? I I think logically you shouldn't, but I think they have to. Yeah. In a in kind of this weird way, like I I don't think you can run it back the same way. However, does that remind you of a certain team five to eight years ago with a, an aging Alex Ovechkin that, you mm-hmm. know, did the same thing, right? They assembled this team that looked really good on paper, Ovechkin, Carlson, Backstrom, a great goaltender in Holtby. And, you know, they they looked like a team that was great in the regular season. They had a guy who would score 50 goals a year and they, they couldn't do it in the playoffs. And then after everyone said, okay, you know, they're sort of done and, and they're they're moving on and, you know, they sort of stuck with that same group. Then they won the whole thing, right? Yes. Um, however, I, I don't think in a rabid fan base like Toronto, that market, I don't see how you can come back with that same group. I, I think you got to shake something up, even if it makes the team a little bit worse, just because I, I don't think... For Kyle Dubas, I don't think you can come back with that same group, and then if the same thing happens again, like what do you say, right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't do anything, right? <laughs> like you have to, I think you have to have change for the sake of change, even if logically, which is how I try to approach things, logically that doesn't make much sense. 
Yeah, they went for it. They brought in O'Reilly, Shen, Achari, McCabe, others. Um, and yeah, and granted, some of the guys, the Engvalls of the world, they, they weren't going to do much. What do they do with Bunting? What do they do with with uh, Kerfoot? What do they do with Justin Hall? Um, so there, there's a lot of decisions there for Toronto. And I agree with you, Parker. I think you look at that team, and yeah, they have so much money, uh, $40 million, uh, tied up in four guys. Yeah, That's half the salary cap, basically. Yeah, that's too much. And those additions, those additions were the best part of that team. Yes, I agree. Right? Ryan O'Reilly was phenomenal. Luke yep. Shen was worth more than a third-round pick. Yes. Um, but the guys who they need to be the guys weren't the guys, right? Mm -hmm. They just weren't. Um, and that's the tough part, right? I mean, a big part of that's goaltending, right? Yes. They had the worst goalie in that series. Sergei Bobrovsky was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but you you pay these guys, you pay Austin Matthews to score 60 goals a year and to finish, right? Mm -hmm. He needs to find a way to do that, and he couldn't. Um, yep. You know, his contract expires next year, and, you know, he says he wants an extension. And But, you know, there, there's always been this talk about, like, oh, Connor McDavid's going to be, you know, he's going to be wanting to get out of Edmonton. I mean, Toronto's done less, <laughs> really. Mm -hmm. Uh, than the Oilers have in McDavid's time. So we'll we'll see what happens there. But Florida pulled it off, and yep. they looked good. And they'll be facing the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think I got this one wrong, too. Yeah, I think we both said New Jersey in seven. Um, <laughs> we were really off on the Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah. Carolina looked so much better than I thought they would be. Me too. Um, like, they just ran away with that thing. Uh, I think there was that one game that the Devils won 8-4. Yeah. That was, was a weird it? one. But, I mean, you look at these games. Game 1, 5-1 Carolina. Game 2, 6-1 Carolina. Game oh. 4, 6-1 Carolina. What? Game 5 went to OT and was 3-2. There yeah. wasn't a close game in this series until Game 5, right? I, I really didn't pay attention to it because I... You know, I would usually like realize like, oh, the game's on. It would be like the end of the first. I'm like, ah, it's kind of, it's already like two, three, nothing. Like, I'm not going to pay too close attention. And, and none of the games were very exciting and close. Carolina yeah. kind of just ran away with it. Um, and uh, I, I mean, they got to be the favorite going into the Eastern Conference Final. But they're the favorite against the Florida Panthers, who knocked off the best regular season team of all time and like one of the other best regular season teams in the mm -hmm. Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, I'll see, I know we'll, we'll go through all four and then we'll do our predictions. I also know I'm like 28 points behind you, so I basically got to pick a, a team that's not even playing to win. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to get a little bit strategic here. But okay, so not much to say about Carolina. Yeah, it, what's crazy, Parker, I'll just say this. I think we both picked New Jersey because you wouldn't say they're the massive underdogs. They were one point apart in the regular season. One point. Yeah. 113 and 112. These are two amazing teams and one team played like it yeah yeah it uh i mean a big part of it again came down to goaltending yeah right that's that's the obvious one i mean freddie yeah. anderson was very very good yeah. um and they and the devil's tandem of vanacek and schmied just didn't just they weren't there right they yeah. they yeah. they were ineffective i do like their uh, team though i like the new jersey i do too good, good for good for a long time yeah, yeah I, I do. I, they they did the rebuild right. They got Jack Hughes. Um, yep. you know, Luke Hughes yeah. looks okay as well. Yep. Um, yeah, this is the start of that New Jersey, of New Jersey being a team to worry about. Carolina's right. been there for a couple of years, right? Um, you know, they've sort of, this is probably year three or four of being in the mix in the playoffs. Wow. Um, 
So it, it makes sense that they, you know, they had the experience and they, and they pushed through. But yeah, you're going to be hearing from New Jersey uh, quite a bit. Yep. Okay. What did we both predict in Vegas Edmonton? Vegas Edmonton. I had Edmonton in six. You had Edmonton in seven. Uh, so, of course, we both missed that with Vegas pulling it out. And this is the series I think I was most disappointed in. I, I don't like Vegas at all. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't love Edmonton, but I like McDavid. I like Dreisaitl. Uh, yeah. I don't like Alex Petrangelo after that slash. Um, yeah, that was dirty. I didn't like to see Vegas pull that one out. And I I, I don't want to be rooting for Dallas, but I'm going to be. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the Oilers, you know, that that. First game, I think, yeah. was that the one that Dreisaitl just scored every goal? Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, wasn't enough. And, uh, yeah, again, not many close games this series. 6-4, 5-1, 5-1, 4-1, 4-3, 5-2. none of the games are super interesting. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Edmonton just, they they, they didn't have the goaltending, really. That's yeah. that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest story and happened in the, in the week that we – during the week after we recorded was the double suspensions. Now what's crazy is I like Edmonton Parker more than I like Vegas full stop, but I, I like Alex Petrangelo way more than I like Darnell nurse. I actually don't like nurse. I, and and we were kind of making, yeah, we kind of making fun of him as, as their version of Tyler Myers, which probably isn't fair, but, but when, when you look at what nurse did, initiating a fight with a a very willing dance partner, whereas Petrangelo basically tried to break a stick or break, break uh dry forearm or whatever it yeah. was i couldn't i honestly could not believe that it was one game apiece now i yeah. get even if they weren't trying to even them out which i think they were i i get the whole saying that you know uh, a one a one game suspension in the first round of the playoffs is like two and a, maybe a, a one game suspension in the second round is three whatever multiplier you want to use yeah. i just can't you can't you can't convince me that those are equal in severity no, not at all, right? There, it's the intent, right? One guy wants to scrap, right? Yeah. The, which is a thing that happens in hockey. The other guy saw the best player as of like in this round uh, scoring on an empty net and decided, hmm, I have a chance to give our team an advantage by injuring this player. That was pure, like, Kadri got the rest of the series suspension last year. Yes, uh, I think or yeah, where they just said, "Hey, it might be two, it might be three games. We don't care. It's the rest of the series." Yeah, I thought I thought they should have gone that way with Petrangelo. Right now, like mm-hmm. you're not see you tried to take a guy out for the series, like you're not seeing us again. Yeah, um, I was surprised. You know, the only one game was, and I know I don't think he's classified as a repeat offender, um, but even then, like it was so egregious that oh. it just didn't make sense to me that that player could be back for game. Uh, game five or game six yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just seemed odd to me. And he, and it wasn't like a boom. He put his, <laughs> he yeah. <did> this. <laughs> yeah. It was a full on like, you know, chops. Yeah. Full ax chop. Oh. Um, like you'd see uh, on the, in those woodsman competitions. Yeah. What was the score of game five, by the way? What was the score uh, that they both missed? Game five was four, three Vegas. Hmm. And then game six was five, two. So, like, uh, without even looking at the stat line or, or their stats for their playoffs, do you think it's a bigger loss for Edmonton to lose Nurse? Or, no, no, no. It's a bigger yeah. loss for Vegas to lose Petrangelo. Is, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Oh. oh! Okay, and then we got one series right, I think. Uh, yeah, I think you said the Stars in six. 
Oh no! I know and I said going. the stars in seven. Oh, I I lost a point. This is ridiculous. <laughs> I lost uh, a point. Yeah. Um, look, I just want to I want to start. And you were in Seattle at Climate Pledge Arena. I for was game in four, Seattle. Yes. Yeah. Um, I was in Seattle for this this golf thing, and basically our thing started at five oh four. We couldn't go in till four twenty. I think forty five minutes before. So we went to a bar right next to Lumen Field. And there was a bunch of people in there be like, hey, turn on the hockey game. Like we all like we're all here to watch the <laughs> hockey game. And then we went into Lumen Field and it's all like in the club level and all the TVs have the cracking game on and they scored a goal and the whole place was cheering. Yes. Seattle's a hockey town now. Like Seattle's such a good sports town. Like they buy into everything. Yep. Um, yep. And I genuinely wanted them to win. Um, you know, they're supposed to be a rival. They haven't done anything yet uh, to the Canucks. Um, no, right. Like, I like. You know, a lot of these fans are, are Seahawks fans, and I'm a Seahawks fan, so I, I sort of, you know, have that mutual respect. I'm a Mariners fan as well. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, you know, watching them, I was like, you know, I was rooting for them. And that the city of Seattle has really bought in, which is awesome to see. Uh, and I and they'll be a good team for the next few years. Um, Dallas was just a little bit better tonight, really. Uh, it yeah. was a very even series going the whole distance. Tonight was 2-1. I, I didn't watch this game. I was busy, but... Um, you know, from everything I heard, it sounded like it was a pretty close one. Yeah, I um, I was I took my mom out for a belated Mother's Day dinner, but we got back to watch the third period, and uh, yeah, yeah, you never felt like Seattle wasn't going to catch up. And granted, they scored with 17 seconds left, so to get two in 17 is a little bit tricky, right? But I, I'm I'm with you about Seattle being a sports town, adopting uh, adopting the team and. Um, by the way, two questions. Did you go to the armory for like the drinks or, or no? It was I went like to oh. Elysian. Okay, cool. Here's the other thing, more important thing that I think I, I, I would I would love your opinion, and maybe our viewers would find this interesting. Sitting in the arena, Parker, I got maybe okay. Maybe it's because they got down early. That was the one where Dallas got out to four nothing lead in the second. So maybe right. that was the reason why. But I totally felt like I was in a city watching a game where you knew that this was a, a new fan base because it's, it's not like they're they didn't know when to cheer when to boo but it's almost like i i was surprised they weren't more into it trying to rally their team when they were down for nothing i'm surprised they weren't more vociferous when when there was a blatant call that was missed like so i it's hard to explain but i'll just say this uh, I'm sure there's some real diehard fans who understand every nuance about the game. Awesome. Mm. But I got the sense that a lot of those fans were happy to be there. They were, they're taking a night of entertainment and they're, they, they're surprised. Uh, let's just see how far this thing can go because yeah. we're, we're an expansion team kind of thing. But I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just more like, uh, and I'm not, um, it's the opposite of being jaded. I, I think Canucks fans, as, as much as we, we rag on the, them and each other, we know our stuff. The, the fans at the game know their stuff. They know yeah. when to boo, when to cheer. And uh, I don't know, it's just kind of vibe I got. Nothing bad, just yeah, they're a brand it, new team. It, I mean, it makes sense, right? A lot of the guys, yeah. and I mean, I noticed that in the bar too, right? A lot of the oh, guys, yeah. they were they were very like just excited. and But the, you know, they haven't been hockey fans for long. And, and that's why these expansions to these markets is is so good for hockey is yeah. you, know, you have these guys who... They don't really understand the nuances of of every single play, but they're they're stoked that their team is doing good. When there's a goal, they know it's a good thing, and they're fired up, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that was excellent. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I think Seattle sports fans are are happy to be there. You know, they 
you know, the, the Mariners have been garbage for 22 years. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, they got their basketball team taken away. Uh, yeah. the Seahawks have been good, but that's really the only sports team that they've had the last few years, uh, yeah. you know, other than the storm. Um, yeah, yeah I think, uh, you know, it, it makes sense. Right. But I think as you get, you know, a couple more seasons under the belt, as you get a couple more playoff series, as you get, you know, maybe a playoff series against Vancouver where that, that rivalry can, can start to build up. I think you're going to really see that, you know, sort of, um, you know, they're, they're going to develop into those educated diehard fans. Cause I think that's sort of the way they function, right? Yeah. Uh, they, they buy in and you look at Mariners fans, right? They haven't had much to cheer about, uh, until, yeah. you know, they had Ichiro of course. And then, um, you know, now they've got, you know, Julio and Kelenic and, and they look like a decent squad, but they haven't had much to cheer about, um, right. other than, other than the Seahawks. Um, so they're, they're very, they're a very committed fan base in Seattle. Sure. Before we get our, our predict to our predictions, I have one more thought about the Seattle Kraken that I love your opinion on Parker and I and love your opinion in the chat too. So, so answer this in the chat, everyone watching, by the way. Uh, and it goes without fail. We gained 10 to 15 subscribers in the last 10 minutes. I don't know how that happens. I mean, not subscribers, viewers, right? We shot up from 75 to like 92. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they you guys show up late. Yeah. Late, late, late people. Okay. The guy I went to the game with, he made the observation that Seattle, the, um, he didn't say they're better or worse than the Canucks because of this, but they don't have the Pedersen. They don't have the Hughes. They don't have the true superstar, yeah. but they do have a lot of depth and that's why they're able to roll four lines pretty deep and pretty aggressively rolling through Colorado and then, and then taking Dallas to seven. So would you agree with that sentiment that they're they're and oh, yeah. whether or not you think you need them or not, that they don't have them, but maybe that's what makes their, their style game so appealing and so impressive. Yeah. We saw it in that series against Colorado, right? Especially, yeah. especially in that last game where it was like, you know, McKinnon played however many it was, 28 minutes, something like that. And every time he was off the ice, it felt like they were just waiting for him to get back on, right? Get rested, get back on. Yes. Um, it's, you know, and, and you talk about a team that's easy to buy into, right? Like, hey, we don't have, we don't have the stars, you know, yep. we don't, we don't have the, you know, you know, we don't have the Nathan McKinnon. We don't have the, the Miko Rantanen or whoever you, or the Kale McCarr, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've got a bunch of guys who weren't good enough for their team. You know, we have a bunch of eighth bests essentially. Uh, and they all go out there, they work hard and, and they, they pull off some wins because they have that depth and they have that, that passion. Um, very easy mentality to get behind, right? That sort of blue collar, you know, depth style. Um, I mean, they're going to have, they're going to have a couple of those stars though, right? Like Maddie Beniers is going to be a heck of a hockey player for them. Yeah. Um, and you know they've got Eberly and they like, they've got good enough players yep. um that they can at least keep up uh when the other team stars are on the ice um but yeah when you put the two third lines against each other right that depth is just going to be better um and that's sort of the way the expansion teams run right like, same thing with Vegas right you know you got William Carlson Jonathan Marcheseau you know all these guys that you wouldn't expect to see put up a ton of points but given the opportunity they 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 were able to do so uh, and of course, now they have stars, right? They've got Eichel yes. and Stone, and but you know, three years ago they didn't. Um, so it's uh, you know, it's it's interesting to see. Wow, wow. Okay, well, I think it's time to get to our predictions. Before we do that, Parker, how many points? Did I, well, I lost one. So how many points am I behind you? 
Uh, I believe you are eight points behind. I had 21 in the first round. You had 14. So I believe you're eight points behind. So you basically, you need me to get both of these completely wrong, and you need to get I, them perfect, and then we'd be tied going into the final. Okay. Well, and so I think I, you might have a chance. Okay, I do need 10 seconds here. I not Do I go with the double thinking where I, I pick who I think you're going to pick, but you're not going to pick that because you think I'm going to pick it? Nah. Pick whoever you think will win. Um, I'm going to say I'm not super confident in my picks, but pick who, pick who you genuinely think will win. And, uh, you know, we don't want to manipulate it really. Never, 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 never. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I've got mine written down, so I'll let you start it off. Okay. Um, let's start on the East, the Florida Panthers who knocked off the Boston Bruins, knocked off the Toronto Maple Leafs. Against the Carolina Hurricanes, who looked pretty dominant against the Islanders, who looked pretty dominant against the Devils, right? Talking about a team that sort of ran through two teams, uh, and Florida had to battle a little bit more against Boston, but knocked off two really good uh, hockey teams. Where are you leaning with this one? Carolina had 20 more points than Florida in the regular season. That's why I'm picking Panthers in seven. All right. I also picked the Florida Panthers. Oh, I suck. Oh, no. I, I can't. I, I'm taking them in six. Um, okay. And for me, it's this. I'll, I'll be honest. Both of my picks are out of want. Um, I want yeah. Roberto Longo to win. I, I like genuinely. I think that would be awesome. Um, I don't, you know, Carolina won 17 years ago. I, I, I don't care too much about any players on that team. Um, yeah. Not that I do too much about Florida. Uh, but I'm going to take Florida. I, I think Carolina might have the edge, um, yeah. but I think I, I'd much prefer Florida to move on you know, to the final. I'm so stupid. If I was smart, I know I already know that you're going to pick Dallas over Vegas. I just know that. I'm willing yeah. to bet my house on it. I, uh, um, okay, and, and I'm not going to change mine. I'm, I'm going to pick Vegas. So I actually could have, I'd have to be right, of course, but I actually could have made up the deficit if I had just thought for a split second that you would take Florida and I t- but I actually didn't know who you're going to take, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I just sort of wrote him down. I just picked off a whim. Um, so if if Florida, sorry, if Vegas does beat Dallas, which we'll get to, and then we take opposite teams in the final, I could you tie have a you. Chance, yes. Okay. No, as long as as long as Florida doesn't win in we'll six, have to settle on the golf course and not the oh, bowling yeah. alley. That'll be very fair. Uh, all right. Okay. Uh, second series on the West, uh, the Dallas Stars, who had two. Fairly tough series. Minnesota, not a cakewalk. Minnesota hung in there. Uh, And this, obviously, against Seattle goes to seven. You have Vegas, who just killed the Knights. Or, sorry, the (laughs) Vegas killed the Jets, really. uh, And didn't have too much trouble with the Oilers. They shut down. uh, You know, Drysdale and McDavid were good. But, again, Vegas' depth uh, reigned supreme. Yeah. So, Dallas, Vegas. Vegas gets home ice, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are going with Vegas in how many games? And why? I said, I said Florida in seven, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'm going Vegas in six. I know I didn't have the same number. Vegas in six. Okay. I just think they're going to get to the final without having to play seven games. I'd be miserable if that happened, and then I would need Florida to win. I can't. <laughs> I, I don't want Vegas to win. Um, I think Vegas is a pretty clear favorite here. Mm. Um, I, I'm curious as to what the actual like odds are. Um, but I'd probably lean like 65, 35 for Vegas. 
Yeah. Um, but I, I don't like Dallas very much, but I really don't like Vegas. Um, you know, Dallas has Jason Robertson, who has been really a non-factor um, so far. I'd love to see him take a step forward and, and try to command the series. True. Um, you know, Ottinger's been okay. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, Vegas is a scary team, though. Um, and that's a, it's a very um, passionate arena. Um, yes. I think they'll have a, a, a decent edge. Uh, but I will hope for Dallas and pick Dallas in seven. Okay. So, I just want game seven. Yeah, that's fair. So you, you have seven in the West, six in the East, and I'm opposite. Yes. Okay. And again, so at I least there's a bit of... I hope these series are close. I don't want I don't want a sweep on either side, uh, even if it was Dallas. Like, I, you know, this is... You know, there's all this talk about, oh, it's all these, like, non-traditional markets, right? Yes. Vegas, Dallas... Sunrise, Florida, and Raleigh, North Carolina, right? Like, not hockey markets, really, in the slightest. Um, I want this to be a good showcase, right? We want close games. We want overtimes. We want six, seven-game series. You don't want Vegas to win 5-1-3-0, right? And just run <laughs> yeah. away with it, right? You want it to be close. Uh, and, of course, you want a, a close Stanley Cup final as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's really my main hope. By the way, I looked up just the first uh, Vegas betting site I see. Vegas Golden Knights minus one thirty, Dallas Stars okay. plus one plus one ten. Okay, so pretty close. That's probably yeah. fifty five forty five. Really, um, yeah, yeah. That that's really not much. That's actually closer. I would, I would put money on Vegas with those numbers. Uh, Florida I, versus Carolina. It. Oh, I have to find it. Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, I just, I just think that would be a good, um, like a, a pretty good value bet. Yeah. Carolina minus 140, Florida plus 120. So this was a tiny bit more disparity. Yeah, and I'd probably I if I was betting and again I I we've I'm sure you have too like been offered these like sketchy gambling sponsorships for for some things, right? <laughs> Only once. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and like sketchy. and it's all like affiliates. So like guy like I highly recommend against gambling. Um <laughs> but if I were, again, I'd probably put money on Florida there. Um yeah. just cuz I, I think that series is Kind of a toss-up with how Florida's played, yeah. um, and with how well Bobrovsky's played. Sure, um, but yeah. By the I, way, Parker, I would love to see a Florida-Dallas final and Florida right, okay. walk away with it. Right, and and uh, just to finish your thought on the non-traditional markets, uh, Merrick and Friedman this morning were talking about the fact that all four Dallas, because they predicted a Dallas win, Dallas, Vegas, Florida, and Carolina, not no tax states, generally warm climates. So they're saying as a UFA. Wouldn't who wouldn't want to go to a warm climate, no tax place to play? Yeah, I mean, absolutely right. Like versus Winnipeg, <laughs> like honestly. Yeah, right. Florida and Winnipeg <laughs> offer you the same contract. Where are you going? Yeah. Right. Like, I'm I'm going to the place where I can I can jump on the jet ski after a February practice. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like that yeah. sounds much nicer than not shovel than, your car out of snow. <laughs> right. Driving your your F two fifty through the snow home. Um, yeah, yeah I hear you. A nightmare. I hear you. Wow. All right. So I think that's everything we wanted to cover, and, and we timed it pretty well. We are 59 minutes in. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to cover here? I mean, the Canucks announced training camp will be in Victoria this year, okay. not Abbotsford. Kind of unfortunate for us. Yeah. Um, a little harder to get to. Do you think you're going to make it out there at all? It depends. Honestly, not likely. If it's in the middle of the week, um, I don't know if I can justify. I think it is a weekend. It's like September 21st, 25th. I think it's like a Thursday oh. to Monday. Okay, then maybe I'll do 
I might do a day. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. You? I was kind of in the same boat. Like I'd love yeah. to get out there for a day, but it, it's kind of a pain. The ferry yeah. doesn't really go to Victoria. It goes an hour away or four right, minutes right, away. Right, right. Taking the car on the ferry is expensive. We'll talk. Maybe maybe someone will sponsor us to go. Canucks after dark at, at sure. Canucks training hey, camp. If you if you've got um if if you want to put us up in a room for a night and pay for our ferry, we will gladly <laughs> sponsor you for a couple of episodes. So uh, yes. feel free to reach out. Yes, exactly. Uh, that would be lovely. Um, any anything else you want to talk about here? No, excited for these conference finals to get going. Not till I said I think I saw Thursday and Friday. There's a two day gap. Is that right? Is that when it is? I haven't uh, I haven't looked yeah. here. Uh, we've got, yes, Thursday, uh, at five o'clock will be mm-hmm. Florida and Carolina. And okay. then Friday at five 30 will be Dallas and Vegas. Okay. And it looks like they are doing, there's no two day gaps uh, right. the entire way. Every game, it, there will be one game on every night here on out. Gotcha. So well, it should be. yeah, no, that's, that sounds good. So what I'll do is, I mean, not what I'll do, what we'll all do is it will, build anticipation for a couple of days but what i'll do is i'll make myself over to ontario for the week and the weekend for the kids bowling and parker i will w- figure out with you offline how we do monday's show but that's for Sounds us to good. figure out and yeah. monday is a long weekend um, oh yeah so I, do, I do not have softball on monday so ah. we can go a little bit earlier if necessary okay um, we can figure that out uh, you'll, you'll see me huddled in, a, in an alleyway in Toronto somewhere, just on my phone. <laughs> Sounds good. At, at 1 a.m., their time. <laughs> Great. Good luck. We'll make it work. Uh, all right, folks. If you enjoyed this show uh, and you missed any part, which I know a lot of you did because there's 90 of you in here now and there was not 90 of you the whole time. So if you missed any part of the show, feel free to rewind back to the beginning um, or you can find it on your favorite podcast platform in a matter of about 15 minutes or so or even better, if you wake up in the morning, uh, and you want to catch up, you can find it, of course, wherever you get your podcasts or here on YouTube. By the way, 17 likes, guys. Hit the like button. Uh, oh, we yeah. you in here. Get the get those numbers up. We do appreciate it. It does help us out. Um, Clay, any parting words this fine, warm, very warm in here uh, Monday evening? Everyone out there, stay cool, stay hydrated, enjoy a two-day break from playoff action, and then you can see how miserably Parker or I do on our predictions pretty quick. Sounds good. Uh, all right, folks, this has been fun. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Parker's Pucks or on YouTube, Parker's Pucks. You can find Clay, Canuck Clay on Twitter, Canuck Clay on YouTube. We're pumping out content. I made one video in the last month, and <laughs> you've been doing your live streams, I think, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, Not tonight, so, though, yes, yes. So go subscribe to those, uh, and we will talk to you next week.